Hey, Heidi. Hey, Julie. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I've been on vacation now since before Christmas, so almost two weeks from work. I don't go back till Tuesday. Oh, nice. It's been, uh, good. It's been, I really needed a break from work. Yeah. I have a stressful job, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so definitely needed that downtime. I was good at, like, normally when I'm on vacation, I'm checking email and like, oh, let me just reach out to this one person. <laughs> and, and I yes. really did disconnect, which was good. I also got nothing accomplished. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> which I'm, right, like, and I had, I mean, there are things that I wanted to do. I wanted to uh, organize. We have this pantry in our in our take everything out and paint it because it's a hot mess and put everything back in and, you know, clean that all up. I wanted to do a million, I wanted to read books and like, I wanted to do a million things. The only thing I managed to do was I did keep up with my bike riding, which was yeah. good. Cool. Other than that, nothing. Didn't organize anything, didn't clean anything, didn't do, <laughs> like pretty much just, um, I worked on my island on the switch very important <laughs> which is so unlike me like i don't play video but like literally i spent hours on that like it, i just needed like mindless yeah nothing and and i do feel better i feel like i'm in a better place now after having two weeks of pretty much nothing um but also feel like tremendous guilt about oh. all the things i didn't get done which is so infuriating that we can't give ourselves this place. Yeah. So why yeah. can't I just enjoy the fact that I did nothing? I don't know, but I'm going back into work Tuesday feeling like a slug. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not good. Um, I know I had a similar, I was off for like, yeah, 10, 12 days. Um, I didn't do anything. And I think not being in my, I was up in Vermont, not, not in my main home. I couldn't do the things like you said, like organizing and, going through stuff. So now that I'm back, I'm doing that. But um, I feel like that's what the daily life is, is for. Like I, I, I did check out, I, I had my work phone with me just to, you know, once a day, but checked for email, but there was nothing every day, um, which was good because we were officially closed, but you never know things pop up. But um, no, I, 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 I don't feel guilty. I actually, I, I did really try to take a break. I really needed it mentally and like yeah. veget, you know, like we, there were days we did nothing. I mean, um, there were days that, um, I, you know, like you forget what day it is type of thing. And I loved it as much as I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just, you know, we didn't really do much while we were away. We, we, we hung out at the house. We hung out with the kids occasionally. I mean, they were sleeping a lot. They were, you know, and I told them, and I tried to take my own advice. I told them, you know, you guys have had a busy fall early winter, you know, like with, with going into your senior year of high school and, and college applications and all the activities that are going on at school and keeping your grades up and applying to school and getting acceptances. We had some travel in between. We've been really busy. And then um, there are extracurricular activities that are involved in trying to have a social life, trying to live some symbol of normalcy, right? Despite the plague. <laughs> so um, I think uh, they, they took it. They, you know, and I didn't have any expectations with them. I was like, we spent Christmas up there and I just said, just show, can you show up for dinner? And like in the morning for breakfast, you know, when we exchanged right. gifts but, and the new year's we hung out for a little while. And then at midnight they came with us and we screamed outside and we were like, yay, okay. And bye. And they went and did their thing and we did our thing. I think we would, you know, I stayed up for a bit, went to sleep, but I tried not to give them 
anything pressing, stressful to do. Cause I was like, you need to recharge. And so I did the same. I, I sat on the couch a lot. I watched a lot of television. I finished a book that I had been reading for about six months. <laughs> so you know, I finally finished it. You know, I, I mean, I love when like Obama or, or like, you know, celebrities or whoever like put out their um, top, you know, books they read the year and it's like yeah. 20 books or even mm-hmm. seven is a lot, you know? And I'm like, what? <laughs> No shame. No shame. No. Nope. No. So I hear you. So no, don't feel guilty. I mean, that's to me like you'll get you'll catch up on those other things while I'm you're back hoping, at the I'm hoping that like to your point, what you said that like isn't that what ordinary life is for? And yeah. I think I was in a place where no, like mm-hmm. anything I wanted to do around the house or like personal goals, it just all it was all work and then I had nothing left for anything else like I wasn't right. doing anything on the weekends that was working on any of those things I was just I was really burnt out so I am hoping that now that I took two weeks of not much that I will be able to you know incorporate some activities uh in my everyday life. yeah because um, you will is, we need more vacation. We really do. We need more time off. We just, we do. And it's, you know, I'm getting, um, I feel like through the pandemic though, I have gotten to a better place of understanding what I like through, you know, now we're going into year three. I know. Which is like, what? Um, but you know, I think that that has, there, the upside of that is that it has been a long enough time that this is going to be a true change, right? It's there isn't going to be going back to normal. Like I do not enjoy going into the office every day. No, I not me either. Office, but it's it's not a necessarily lovely place to be. It's a tough place to be, and I I won't be there five days a week anymore. Like no. you know, I can see at some point going back for two days just because there's certain things that are easier to get done in the office and certain connections. Yeah, with the people that we work with, that it would be nice to be there. Um, but I won't work out of the house five days a week anymore. And that's something that like, I now feel like I'm in a position where I would demand that I would negotiate it. I would say this is a deal breaker for me. And if my employment, you know, if my job said, well, you know, that is a deal breaker for us too. We can't do that. I know that I would do something. Yeah. I would make something else work, which I think pre pandemic was not something I had in me to recognize what I need and then make yeah. it happen and demand it for myself. Like yeah. that wouldn't happen. Yeah. So. I, I feel like um same, the same way. And I feel like I thrive a bit more at home. I like the comfort of like t- mm-hmm. I tell you what's really nice, and it was different last year because it was the first time we were really going through it from New Year's break to to starting back up work and we were remote, so it was fine. But like this year, same feeling was more burnt out than last year. And then, you know, recharging and then really realizing that Monday morning. I just get up and go to my office at home. And that to me feels so great. Like the pressure feels off because that Monday after you're gone for a while is going to be painful no matter what. We all know it. And even if you did do a little bit of work during the holiday break, it wasn't a lot, right? Everybody's now fully back or will be back in the next 24, 48 hours. And you're just like, everything is like, you know, and I got to get organized for work, you know, so I'm going to spend some time getting ready. But, um, I feel less pressure of like having to get up, commute, get ready, you know, all that stuff. And then being in the office and being present when you're not fully present, it's hard to get the work brain back up and running. 
percent. Yeah, I feel the same thing. In fact, I sort of I did do a little work in my office, my home office, of you know just getting it a little more organized and prettying it up a little. And it is a space that I love. I have created a home office that I have all of my plants in there. My yeah. cats have a bed next to my keyboard. I mean, it's like all my creature comforts <laughs> nice. are like right there. But I'm really feeling pretty energized about getting back to work. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm coming at it renewed and with goals. And it was kind of when you work for a nonprofit, often the end of the year, you have some grant money that needs to be spent. spent. <laughs> um, Can't and carry it very over. responsible about like we, you know, we really try to plan out the year, but inevitably you have money at the end of the year that you have to spend. I bought three different types of calendars. I bought a notebook that is just for, I don't know about you, but like, so I'm on Zoom meetings all day and I write down a ton of notes in the meeting and they are just in these five subject notebooks that I have on my yep. desk and I can never find that information again. And I'm always like, what did we say? Who was at that meeting? What was the, what happened there? So yeah, I just bought a really nice, um, it's by Cambridge and it is just for meetings. Like each page, it has like meeting title, notes, who attended. Send me that link. I love a good, I I love, love it's like a nice weight and the paper is like a nice linen that feels good to write on. So I'm excited to go back to work. I'm feeling, um, (laughs) you know, that will, that piece will be good. Yeah. Good. Um, A lot of it has to do with having this space that I'm excited to go back to, which, yeah, you know, doesn't happen when I'm going into the office because it isn't a nice space to be in. No, no, I'm not comfortable anymore. And I, um, one of the things I got for Christmas, I, I didn't get, actually it was the only thing I got for Christmas, really, actually, maybe two things, but I, um, because I'm sitting at my desk so much, um, and, and I take breaks and I do all this standing up thing, you know, when the watch tells you, and, um, I try to work out when I can either in the morning or mid morning. Um, but I bought a, uh, so I'm trying to find low impact stuff to do, but we bought one of those under the desk, uh, elliptical things. Oh, okay. So you Ooh. just keep moving your feet. Yeah. You know, your legs. I just tried it today. The first time, cause we just got back. So I just, I opened it up cause we left it here. And then, um, we, we, we hooked it up last night. And so this morning I just tested it out and I was like, I got to make some adjustments so that my chair doesn't, you know, they, they give you these little things where to put underneath the wheels of your chair. So your chair doesn't move. Okay. That's critical yeah. because once you're, you're sort of cycling, if you will, like, you know, you're, um, you're, you're moving your chair. So it's like, yeah. And I keep moving away. So <laughs> stationary so i gotta i gotta fix that today because i have like um i have one of those chairs that has like six roller skate type um things on them i don't even know what they're called um so i only have two of those things that keep the keep the chair stationary so i actually need more so i have to dig up some i'm sure i have something i can use from furniture and stuff so uh but i like it and and the whole point was like like you don't you can do it as as um you could put, uh, you could adjust it so that it has resistance or you can keep it light. But I'm like, I just, I just need to move right while I'm sitting yeah. at my desk. And even if at the end of the day, I only burn hundred calories, at least I was moving my legs and I'm, you know, and when I can't, and you can actually, this one, they have different models, but this one, you can actually stand up on it. Like it was a true elliptical. Oh, it doesn't okay. have, it doesn't have any handles or anything. So, you know, it's a fairly good balance for that, but it's pretty sturdy. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and heavy. So it, it's a good weight, whatever. But I, I'm like, I just needed something you know um because i you know you've talked about biking well i probably will get back into that i don't think you know i'll be running ever again um because of my foot but um 
but I'm I'm looking into the YMCA like you know swimming pool thing because I'm like maybe I should just go swimming yeah. a couple of times a week you know like I just need to do something else that isn't harsh on my foot and my you know yeah. so yeah so Thank I'll you. let you know how it progresses. I've looked at those and interest to keep us updated on um like if you use it does it you know like yeah. tell me how it is because I have looked at those I do keep up with so I made it to my goal of. I've been 200 miles from October to December 25th. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to acknowledge it. Right? <laughs> I, I cried. So there's mile markers, you know, that go around the pond. Yeah. When I got to the mile mark 200, I cried. Good for you. Not sure. Who has ever identified with any sort of movement in a way that I really yeah, but this is like yeah, yeah. Like no, this is different. Fear. I'm like, you know, pain of my bike. Like it's a, it's a thing. Like yeah, you shine it and buff it every day. Yeah, like I'm. It just is very meaningful to me. I now go around. So we the pond, the lake that I go around, is three miles around. And when I first in October, I would do once around and be like, oh my god, I'll never do more than once around. Then I started going twice around, and then I started always going twice around. And now I do three times around. Oh. You know, like the stamina grows, and you see yeah. that. Like, it just has become to me. I just am loving nice. it. And I don't, I have not, but I have noticed a change in my strength, in my legs, for sure, in my balance. In Good. Like, there definitely has been positive things that have yeah. come of it. Well, and mentally, right? I mean, you, yeah. you, I mean, I think that's probably the biggest thing that we don't give enough credit for, right? How right. you feel about you doing this and accomplishing this is something we yeah. need to, that's, it's not just, it's, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's just, I just love it. And so, and working from home that because I can leave my desk, hop in my car, go over there, do two, three or two or three times around and come back and have it be about an hour. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's really, now I'm like looking for more movement. Now I'm, you know, like the body is getting that strength. So now I, we, we had put away all of the weight bench and the, because my younger son came home and, and you know, just whatever I got those out right. and I put it in an awful part of the, I'm like, I'm going to start like, now I'm seeking more things. I'm like, Oh, I need to do the upper body. And, Good. A shift in how I look. Yeah. Um, good for you. Nice. That's good. Yeah. It's it, at a time when, oh, I wanted to tell, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to <laughs> because it might help some women. Um, Rogaine. So mm. I noticed about two years ago, my hair started thinning. Like, yeah. a lot, like more than normal. welcome to I've the never club. Had great hair. I've never had a lot of hair. I've always had like yeah. fine hair that is, you know, it, I don't have great hair, but it really started thinning. Like my hair line changed. Yeah. And I felt like in certain light, you could see yeah. way too far back on my scalp than I wanted. Yep. And, you know, listen, as a, as a women, woman, women, we beat ourselves up about a million things about our body, right? Like things yep. are saggy, things are changing, things are not where I want them anymore. Does it make me feel bad about myself the way the hair loss did? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Their loss was just a bridge too far. Like I just couldn't feel like I would look there and see my hairline and feel devastated. Not yep. like when I, you know, go to try on bathing suits and I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> right. right. That's a, it's a totally different feeling. Yep. Totally agree. Felt about my, like it just, yep. it devastated me. So I started using Rogaine. And I wasn't like, I don't love talking about that on, with publicly, right? Not something, but it has been magical. Really? It has like, so for my particular type of hair loss, I did a lot of research on it. And for my particular hair loss, so your hair goes through a cycle, right? Of like the hair shaft, you know, grows. And then at some point that shaft dies, it falls out. And then a new one grows. And that's a nor everyone has that cycle of shedding and regrowth, right? Yep. But as you get older, particularly for some women, yep. Um, that cycle, the cycle gets shorter. So you're losing hair quicker. So it's not growing longer. And the hair is either not growing back after that cycle, or it continues to get finer and thinner. Yeah. And so you just have all these baby hairs sticking up. Yep. I have that. (laughs) Yeah. So if you have that type of hair loss. Mm-hmm. What rogaine does is it breaks up that cycle so that mm. you're not losing hair, that hair, the hair cycle lasts much longer. Okay. And those shafts that were starting to deteriorate and either not growing back at all or growing back thinner and thinner and thinner till they don't grow back at all are now opening up and growing, you know, your whatever your normal hair is, which for me is not, it's not like I now have thick, gorgeous hair. I have... Yeah fine, thin hair just isn't also falling out. Right. So my whole hairline has changed. I've been using it now for like a year. Oh, wow. And I use, so, and you know, it's really scary when you go in because it's like for men only, Yeah. women should not use. So I was like, and I don't, I don't really like, I did a lot of research and I decided to go with the men's Rogaine because it's so much cheaper. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do it once a day instead of twice. So that's the difference. Like for a woman, from my understanding and what works for me is I do, I just do it in the evening. Okay. Like 0.5 milliliter, I think is the dose. It comes in a squeezy thing. Yeah. And um, so I only do it once a day instead of twice. So for women, it should really be like half the dose. And then okay. it's, see, I mean, I'm not going to have children. I'm not breastfeeding. Like, right. I'm fine. Um, but diff- like has changed, has eliminated that problem for me. Like mm. it has gotten me to a place where I no longer feel like I'm going to be bald. Right. Um, which has just been huge. So I share that for women who maybe are in the same place yeah. where your hair is thinning. Like look into it, do your own research. Yeah. But to me, 100% worth it for the boost it has given me in feeling like to me, losing my hair was just no, like I no. couldn't go there. I just, that would, that it just was more than I could handle. Yeah. I, um, I went through a similar thing a couple of years ago too. And I would go talk to my endocrinologist cause I thought it was related to my thyroid, which certainly hair loss thinning and all that is definitely part of that. I'm getting older. I'm going to be 50 this year. And so you know, as I was getting older, there, you know, most of them were saying it's, it's, yeah, it could be from your thyroid. Um, so, you know, I, my doses 
gone up a little bit, but it's not. I, I have a pretty well maintained Hashimoto's thyroid problem, and it's fine. <laughs> so that's not it. Um, so I too, a couple of years ago, I have pictures because I was so freaked out about how thin my hair looked, and I've always had long hair, but the top would always be very thick and lush as well. Well, you could see my uh, scalp more. Um, I wasn't receding, but I was. I have a lot of baby fine hair. Um, it was definitely falling out more. It was just, and it was devastating because I feel like most, most women do, they identify, right? Their hair is as much as their identity as anything else. And so for me, it was like, I don't do, I don't dye my hair. I don't, I don't put pro a lot of products in my hair. I'm like, my hair is healthy. I don't really need a lot of haircuts throughout the year. It's, it's fine. But I was like, why am I losing my hair? And I think, yeah. you know, there's things to do with my weight changes and then like age, um, I have autoimmune issues, so maybe it's all connected. So a couple of years ago, I've been doing this for now two, about two years now. I started, um, I did the uh, collagen okay. and yeah. that made a huge difference for me. Okay. Like it, within, I would say six weeks, wow. yeah. my hair was, I mean, I still have, you could still see my scalp, you know, uh, the, the, whatever you call them. Why can't I think of the names today? Um, was definitely still visible, but I wasn't having this major hair loss and I was having new growth. The other thing I was doing is I have a very, I have a lot of, um, my scalp is just finicky. So I get, I use acetic acid to open up the, mm -hmm. cause I get, I get like psoriasis plaques on my head every now and then, or I'll have a breakout of acne on my, on my scalp. And that definitely doesn't help with hair growth. And that definitely creates problems. So I do that like once a week where I just make sure my head is just clean and healthy. And I, you know, and I use, you know, pretty clean shampoo and conditioner. And again, I don't put a lot of products. I don't dry my hair as I, as much as I used to, because that would be pulling in the tension. So I do a lot of air, natural hair. I put a little bit of products just to try to, I have lots of calyx because of all this new hair growth that I've had. Um, it's the whole front just sticks straight up. Yeah. So it's like ridiculous. So I have to put a little bit of product in it just to kind of, you know, manage that, but I'm much happier. And I've, I've noticed where I've, I've ran out of my collagen for maybe a month and I, I can see a difference um, where it just sort of starts to get like crappy again. And so I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's more I can still do, but um, my hair growth, like I got a haircut last, I want to say it's been over a year. Um, and I trim it myself at this point because I'm like, I'm not really looking for a specific style. We're home, so I'm not really doing much, but I, I've always liked it long. It is, it is pa I mean, September of 2020, I got a cut. It was at my shoulders. It's now by my, past my bra. Right. So it took yeah. a while to grow, but it's all grown. It's all healthy. I, I literally, I don't know why, I only have one gray hair. Oh, Yeah. So, I mean, I take some other supplements. Like I take a, um, um, a mitochondrial supplement and I take a glucosamine, like something for my gut. Um, so I, I'm a big believer that your gut, you know, is definitely playing a role in some of this stuff too. So, you know, it's got the probiotics, prebiotics, all that stuff. So I definitely think all of that together has helped. Um, but I'm definitely like, I'm always looking, you know, and like clumps and, and I have to keep it. I actually shouldn't keep it this long because it does get knotty a lot quicker. Um, and I think that pulls also on the hair. So, and I stopped putting my hair up, honestly. Like I don't, I like putting it in buns, but I, I do my own because my hair is long enough. I just do my own buns. But I found that I was, the more I was putting it up and stressing the, the hair shaft and all, it, it just wouldn't, it wasn't good for my, for me because I was definitely losing more hair that way. But, um, but interesting about Rogaine, I, I actually will look into it too, because I'm, yeah. I'm happier with what I have, but I think it still could be better. Right. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I've done a lot of the herbal things, the 
to take collagen. I've tried the biotin. Nothing was giving me the results that I really needed to feel good about myself, honestly. Like, I know that it's, it, this is a total vanity decision. Yeah. It's not a health decision. Like, there are some side effects to Rogaine that I'm not experiencing. But yeah. it doesn't mean that I won't at some point. And, um, but it, this is a vanity decision. This is clearly, to me, like any of those side effects are worth it on a vanity level that I just, I like, this is just something I need for me to feel good about myself. Like, I, yeah. at this point in my life, I can't go there and yeah so, no well good for you i mean right i and i think that's okay yeah right i mean yeah and that's why i wanted to i'm like if you yeah. know if anyone else is out there experiencing this like maybe you want to try it because it really um you know it was a game changer for me yeah. the one thing is you can't i mean you can go off of it but then any of the hair that would have been on the end of that cycle is going to go back so like if you go off it you are going to experience hair loss and people feel like all their hair falls out when they go on it. And the truth is, that's not true. You just go to the point that you would have been had you never taken it. Interesting. So for like six months, you are going to feel like your hair is falling out. Because right. all of the hair that would have yeah. that died is now going to die. Right. Um, so that, you know, I'm sure at some point if I decided I have to go off of it or if I get old enough that I'm like, well, I mean, you know, if Norm goes like, well, Norm's been bald for years, but he has, he just shaves his head. He had, he doesn't even have a receding hairline. He just has shaved his head for years. But I mean, I'm sure at some point in my life, I'll be like, fuck it. I'll just get a be Yeah. Bald. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, we were, Keith just asked me the other night if, um, if I was like, would I like myself if I was bald? Like, would I like what I looked like? And I said, well, you know, it's funny. I've seen because my mother's cancer, like I've seen her bald, right? When she lost all her hair. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sure I would look somewhat like her <laughs> to yeah. some degree with similar features. Um, so that was kind of like, I have kind of a preview. And I was like, no, I'm sure I'll have a tough time. I would have a tough time with it. Um, I wouldn't be necessarily happy with it. And I probably would look into like a wig or something just for my own, right? Until I got used to it or was happy, was okay with it. But I don't think initially I'd be okay with it. But it was partially because like there's, um, was it Jada Pinkett Smith? Like she has come out with her alopecia and she's for a yeah. while now and there's others, you know, and it's sort of interesting. And I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe it's a, a black woman thing, but they look phenomenal. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Some I just can really pull it off. Yeah. I don't I, think I can't. No, I can barely pull off short hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, um, I don't think I would be comfortable with it, but I think women who do do it look beautiful. Like yeah. I think there are yeah. women who are bald who are beautiful Yeah, and really can pull it off. I don't think I'm one of them. I, the, <laughs> I was looking into not wigs, but extensions. In fact, like right before the pandemic, um, I had been going to this woman who was doing my hair and we had purchased the hair. Mm -hmm. so, like I paid for the hair. Oh, wow. She has the hair, but she closed down for COVID and then uh. she, got, she got married and she moved and she's like not really has not really gone back to work. Oh, um, and now I don't know that I would do it because I'm sort of happy with my hair. But yeah, I was ready to put extensions in because I just needed. But the thing with extensions is I don't know that. It... I mean, if your hair is thinning, yeah, even if you add extensions, like your scalp is still thinning. So I wasn't sure. I was like, it's going to look like I have no hair and then hair. Right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't know if it was going to be cute or not, but I was going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just all, this just sucks. I just, I, I'm, mm. 
I don't know. And I'm, I'm obsessed with anyone over 50 and like what their hair looks like, you know? So like, I know some women who have a still great, great head of hair. It's all gray. Fine. No, and, and it's like gorgeous. Gray. Yeah. Like some women have this gorgeous thick yeah. silver hair. That's beautiful. I yeah. feel like all of my grays are like weird and scraggly. <laughs> like they stick straight up at like odd angles. Like they're not, <laughs> they're not cute. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Right, there's no long flowy. They don't grow. Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree. I feel like, uh, yeah. Well, and I, and I'm probably gonna ask them like, what, what do you do? Because it looks amazing. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I'm, but I'm, I'm obsessed with the. I don't want to have short hair. I'm just not a short hair person. Yeah, I had it as short hair. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's great for people who can pull it off. But then I feel like, to me, it is a sign of, oh, okay, now I'm officially old. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, I, my hair's always been about shoulder length. Yeah. You know, I've cut it shorter, but then I do feel older. Yeah. So it stays about shoulder length. Um, but I like to be able to pull it back, especially in the summer when I'm like gardening. Like I can't imagine having hair that I get up off my face and neck. Yes. In the summer when I'm like in the garden. So yeah, I think I, I'm not going to go short. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, during the break, I think I mentioned it before, we were watching a ton of shows. Um, and by the way, New Year's Eve shows, they all suck. I don't know if you watched any, but they all sucked. They were all t- – I, 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 like we put on a couple and we were just like, no. And it's not like I'm oldie and I don't know who these people are or whatever. It wasn't that. It just didn't find them entertaining at all. And I so I was just like – I was like, we'll wait till the ball drop, up, you know, find the station yeah. that does it the yeah, best. We, we played Rummy Cube and Boggle. Yeah. Yeah, we were playing Mario Party and um, some snippet, snippet. I don't know what the hell it's called, some game. Um, yeah, and I think I took a nap at one point. Yeah, I was asleep by 11.15. I really tried, but I didn't make it. Yeah, I think it was like 10.30. I was like, can I nap for an hour because I'm really tired? Like I had, you know, we had like a bottle of wine. We were drinking, co- um, I made a new batch of coquitos. So I was really happy. And then oh, I... I was like, I need, I'm not going to make it. So I was like, let me just nap. And so I slept for 45 minutes. (laughs) Like this is old. I think he took a smaller lap, but, um, and the kids were busy doing stuff, but, uh, and we got all came back together. But, um, but during the week I caught up on a bunch of shows. I finally finished Apple TVs for all mankind, which is the alternate landing story. Basically, I think I've talked about this before, but it is um, what if, we didn't, okay. um, you know, we, we basically colonized the new, the moon and, and it uses real history, uh, real events, but twists them and Russia's still a big power play and, you know, they're, they're on the moon as well. And then they bring guns to the moon and it's like all this crazy stuff that happens. And now they've just ended season two and season three is going to come out, I think in the next year or so, but, um, they're going to go to Mars and they're only in the early nineties at this point so it's really interesting like they just the fact that they use real life events and it sort of folds nicely into and they use like real clips of reagan and others like it's it's quite i don't know i there's something really i i like it i i give the it's original i think is what it is um that i really like about it and then like the space stuff is really good that they do um so that was really a really good one and then i binged all of emily in paris season two me too i love I loved it, but then I also was just like there. It was almost like a, too much of the state of the first season. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it is sort of right. I'm just there for the outfits and for the, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, so, I like yeah. that the, the pandemic isn't in it. 
Like, no, I, just no. total fantasy. Like, can you imagine going to like, going to live in Paris when you're young yeah. and beautiful and have a great wardrobe? Like, yeah, I just want to spend 30 minutes in that fantasy world thing. Yeah. And it's funny. I, it's made me, um, like Paris more and I've, I've been, um, a couple of times, but never, not, not certainly not the way Emily has been. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, I definitely am not getting into places that she's getting into, but there, I went, so I used to work for an employer that was based in France. So that was why I would, I would go. And I remember the first time being like very, very simple in and out. And then the second time, um, and this is where I believe that it, you you need to know someone in France to take you around. Like you need a local who will show you how to enjoy even the tourist traps in a French way um, and go to places that are not the touristy because they are terrible, frankly. Um, but I remember um, doing that and getting to see a side of, and, and I'm not, some of the food was really hard for me to eat. It's not my cup of tea. I, it's just, it's very different. Um I just don't eat a lot of snails and escargot and all. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> where's where's the regular stuff? Uh, and I'm not talking fast food. I just wanted something like you know a little bit more cooked um, or I could identify or know what it was. Um, but it, and it's so it's beautiful. So like the way that all the sheet scenes that they show, I just it is. I just I love Europe. Europe is beautiful in general, but like it just made it. It definitely feels very romanticized, and I. Um, I wish to go back and really sort of experience it a little bit more than I have in the past. I've been to the French countryside, which is amazing. Highly recommend. Yeah, when they go to Camille's uh, family's in Champagne, yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, I want to go there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I've had retreats outside of Paris for like an hour, hour, hour outside of Paris, staying in mansions like that and like these old villas. And I, I think, I, I don't know if I told you the story, like we went away for a weekend. There was no internet. There was no telephone service, really. There was like one main line in the main office. But they put us up all in these, um, in this old mansion um, uh, chateau. And I remember coming down for breakfast and it was coffee, mounds of cheese and mounds of bread. That was our breakfast. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> Like what, what could be wrong here? I mean, you could drink tea. They had tea as well, but it was like coffee, you know, all kinds of smelly, stinky, wonderful, rich cheese, and then all different warm breads and you just put them together and that was your breakfast. And you're like, this is, and then they would have it at night as well. And it was just like, I'm swimming in this stuff. (laughs) This is amazing. I couldn't do this in my own house, but uh, it's okay. So yeah, I have some fond memories of it, but I, I feel like I still haven't experienced it in the way that Emily's living it up. Like I, I'm no, just, well, she's, yeah, her Vespa. just meeting handsome men who you sleep with and, you know, right. like it, I, I enjoyed, I, I binge watched the whole thing pretty much this week, this past week. And um, I finished it last night. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Just, like just total escape. Perfect. It was yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah, I think it's funny. How it just it has hit. Um, like I feel like we need more shows a little bit like that, you know, especially yeah. women focused characters yeah. that are the lead that get to do what she's doing in a way that just feels like no apologies. Like don't like yeah. Let's, and let's, just sort let's of look. feel good. Like I'm very late to the Ted Lasso thing. Oh, did you have seen. you watched it yet? I am like uh, seven or eight episodes in. Like we're watching. I'm watching. My Norm is watching it with me. He already watched it twice yeah. on his own, and he's yeah. like, "I'll watch it again with you." Oh my god, totally. It. 
And I never got into, like, I'm not into sports. I'm not into, like, I know nothing about soccer. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And the first couple of episodes, I wasn't totally sold. Now I am so in love with Ted Lasso. <laughs> like, I'm just in love with the whole, I mean, he made those cookies every morning. I just, yeah, I love him so much. Yeah. I wait. Just, you know, it's, it's just a feel good show. Like, wait. Just, Yep. Season two is even better. It's so good. And and you know what the whole, like not, and it's not, it's not a secret, but like there's a whole therapy thing in season two. It's so, so good. It is like, you feel you are with Ted. You are with the characters there. I, we have each one of them. We love them for different reasons. The characters in the show, even the soccer players, like football players, like it's so good. I, I, Somebody uh, that one of the creators of Ted Lasso just tweeted like something to look forward to this year is Ted Lasso three. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yes. I, I totally agree. It, yeah. That is just it's a fabulous show. Yeah, really. It's I'm, kind and of I'm kind of glad that I'm late to it because now I have two full seasons to watch. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. Totally agree. We just started. Um, we're we like uh, is it Netflix? Yeah, Netflix is Lost in Space. Okay. Yeah, um, I watched it, but I a friend who's watching it too yeah so we're we're i think it's season three now so um it's good i don't know we just watch it with one of our boys who likes it as well and we just sort of get silly on it but that and we were watching um i'm still a big uh star wars fan so we're watching the boba fett uh series that just came out um on on that uh but that's it i think there's a couple i got to finish the landscapers i haven't finished that yet and there's a couple of other things um like not dark, like dark as in like the environment is dark. Like yeah. the pale cells are dark. The the landscape is dark. The area that they're in is always rainy and dark. Yeah. And it's like so cold and dark and gray here. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> Maybe in the summer. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want something that's like sunny and beautiful. Yes. Takes me away of where I am. Yeah. yeah. No, totally agree. I think it's probably why I'm so into these space shows. <laughs> off of earth altogether. I was like just looking I'm like wait between for all mankind lost in space and Boba Fett I'm not here yeah. <laughs> perfect. <That's> perfect. <laughs> so funny how's uh, your foot doing how are you feeling oh um it's better um but... so I so after like maybe because it heard me but the boot um, I made fun of it the other day to a bunch of people who were like, oh, what's, what are you wearing a boot for? And I was like, well, it's not really an injury. It's this, that. And so I was like, I don't know if it's helping. It's been three weeks. And now at the end of this week, I feel I come, come home and it is like, I can touch the area without being in so much pain. And so I'm massaging it and, um, using a foot massager as well. Um, I am still wearing the boot. I think, uh, we did a lot of sauna um, which I think, mm-hmm. you know, increased blood flow. I think that actually helped quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of bummed that I'm still not there, but we also did um, the hot tub and I put it, you know, on the jets quite a bit. Yeah. So I think that coupled with, and then the boot kind of giving me relief to not use it has made it a little bit better. So I'm a little bit optimistic. I'm not sure another two weeks of the boot's going to make that much of a difference. So I'm doing a lot. I'm, I'm back to stretching and yoga more consistently. So that's also, so I think, I just think it's a couple things that I'm trying to really yeah. stay consistent on. Cause I'm like, I need to get rid of this problem. Like I, so, you know, we, we did um, get together with uh, some, some folks during the break 
who've all like, you know, have had the same issue, plantar fasciitis and all different stories. Everybody's story is so vastly different of what, how quickly they recovered, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. And so we were sharing, you know, I was, people were sharing with me their stories. Um, but basically they're like, it comes back, you know, like it just, this is just sometimes the way the body is. And it just, to your point, you know, earlier, like how important movement is and like i just got to keep moving like i was with a bunch of 70 year olds and um they were talking about like one of them just quit you know just finished skiing like he's done no more skiing anymore he's just like it's you know and he used to be a runner so now he's doing other things like he's going cross country he's trying to do more snowshoeing and like he's not he's like the key to being you know active at this old like you just have to keep moving and especially in like winter environments you know like that Keith and I are convinced we'll probably um, be better off because we'll have to shuffle. We'll have to be outdoors. We'll have to <laughs> and a big believer in the cold and how it's good for your cells and all that type of stuff. So like, we're just like, Oh, okay. Um, trying to get some advice <laughs> how to age gracefully, I guess. Um, but they're, you know, they're having a good time. So I guess they're doing something right. Cause they look fine, you know, and they're, they seem healthy and they're active and, you know, so I'm like, all right, you know what? They're right. So I'm just, just trying to move more, just, trying to get myself going to be um and I so I think you know I'm trying also not to just focus so much on the foot yeah because it's been a saga and I feel like you know I still have that appointment in February so I feel like you know we'll see how I you know I may still go and just have them evaluate and maybe I don't need it as much as I did a month ago but maybe I still do it just so that I really try to make sure that it heals and doesn't right. come back I don't know yeah well as long as you're it sounds like you're making progress which is yes that's great for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. For over a year and a half. Good. So yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Because yeah. chronic pain is no good. No. Yeah. No. And I think the doing nothing, I did a lot of nothing um during the break. Really yeah. nothing. Um, so you know, I I and we we what we got out and walked the dog once a day and we did stuff, but like um, I think that just just being light on my feet really helped. Yeah. Good. So yeah. Good. Yeah, it's it's exciting to actually have progress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a little so, worried about Britney Spears. What? Why? I, 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 she's free now from her. She is, and I'm glad for her. I so as someone who's in the mental health care field, I have a lot of strong feelings about guardianship. So the type of guardianship she was under was guardianship. It was Article 81 guardianship. Mm -hmm. So there's two different types of guardianship. One is for someone who has like a developmental or physical disability. And that's mm. kind of much easier to obtain because it's pretty cut and dry, right? right? Someone is just incapable for either for physical reasons, if they're in a coma or, you know, yeah. um, or in a debilitated state that's going to be that way forever. Yep. Um, or, you know, developmentally, you know, yep. if they are you know, uh, not able to make decisions as an adult, um, that's pretty cut and dry. But with mental illness, I think it's much harder and it should be. So that 80, that Article 81 guardianship is incredibly costly to get, usually for family members. And a judge has to rule that that individual is truly incapable of making those decisions. Um, and it, most judges don't grant it. And as someone who advocates for people with mental illness, I am very much for that. I do not think that people's rights should be taken away because they are, have a mental illness, even if while they are symptomatic, their decisions would not be considered what typically would be considered best option, best care 
they still have the right to make those decisions. Like, I do not think that that should be taken away. While I also really understand family members wanting to make that decision. And I think family members are coming from the best possible place. Right. You right. don't want to take away people's, you know, they're, they're not, there's no malice in family members wanting to do this. They want to protect their family member. Yeah. But it, for, as someone who advocates for people with mental illness, I tend to side on the, the side of the person who has the mental illness, that they can, they do have the right to remain independent. Mm-hmm. So those are my feelings on guardianship. So I was completely against Brittany being under a guardianship because, you know, and again, I don't know her, I don't know the family, but it was clear to me that she was able to voice her opinion, whether it was something her family agreed with or not, doesn't right. matter. It was her right. opinion. She was capable of communicating right. it. And therefore, she was entitled to it, just like anyone else would be entitled to it. So yeah. I'm glad that she's no longer under the guardianship, for sure. But I think based on her social media and what we're seeing, I think she is someone who's living with a mental illness. Yes. And so now I worry about her because I think everyone who was, you know, free Britney, free Britney was expecting her to like, now she's free and she's going to come right. out and just flourish. Right. And not that she can't flourish. I don't think, you know, I don't think that she's limited by her mental illness, but I think I'm very worried that society and the media are going to be cruel to her because she may not do things in the way that we would expect her to. Yeah. And I, I'm worried about her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I want to go protect her. Like, I feel like. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just think that the, that media can be very cruel and yeah, you know, like no. she has released a few, um, you know, like Instagram stories where she definitely seemed symptomatic. And I think that that's okay, but I think that people are going to attack her for it. And I don't think that that's okay. And I also don't think she can handle that. Yeah. No, I think the scrutiny is going to be very uh, harsh, as it always typically is, particularly among celebrities who've had problems of any, yeah. you know, particularly of this kind, but certainly any types of problems, alcohol, substance abuse, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I I hear you on the guardianship, too, because I think uh, having had someone, you know, that I had to deal with who was an adult um, yeah. going through severe mental illness, there were times where they were completely incapacitated and we did not pursue a guardianship. Um, I don't think it would have been... Um, helpful for anybody, frankly. Um, it was already stressful, yeah. but, um, you know, and thankfully, you know, um, my loved one was able at times to include me in the process. So, you know, doctors and others in his care, so like that I could help make decisions, mm-hmm. uh, with his consent. Um, but I think that, um, you know, what, what, you know, what I would love to know is that during all that time of, of that guardianship and that conservatorship, like, you know, besides the finances, which they were very worried about managing for her, right? did anybody actually help take care of her and her mental health and what kind of support and resources was, you know, cause the court can include some of that, right? We know that there are things that they could have done. The family and the relationship seemed really strained, right? It was the father against her. And then where was the mother? And I don't know. I mean, there's so many things I wish that just to know kind of, you know, because I think it also is an education to your point that, you know, it's, it's such a public, um, 
example of something like this that uh, could potentially help educate people? Um, because now we think, okay, it's a bad thing. And I don't think it's always a bad thing, but, no. but right. She has an opportunity to, she had an opportunity all this time to be heard and they weren't hearing her or letting her be heard. And I think that's absolutely hundred percent wrong. Um, but I agree with you. I think I've always felt that she's had a, a mental health problem uh, and I don't know her personally, just right. It's just what she's exhibited and what she has said about herself in the past. So yeah, you definitely feel for her and you definitely want her to not fall down this rabbit hole of, of proving anything to the mass world, right. Publicly, like you don't need to prove anything to us. Go live your life. If you want a Vegas resident, go for it. But yeah. you know what? I, I think this is the downfall of social media, frankly, you know, that sort of feeds into this issue um, yeah, of, of people like her. Be so detrimental to her if she, you know, is displaying, you know, unusual behavior, um, whether it's something that's constant or comes and goes, right? Whatever yeah. it is. I just feel like if she sees in the media, if the public turns on her and says, oh, she should have been in a guardianship, like, right? Like you can yeah. see these memes coming out yeah. that are the opposite. I just feel like that is so hurtful to her in a way that people who aren't familiar with me mental illness don't even understand how hurtful that's going to be. Yeah. And if people jump, just really worry for her. Yeah. No, totally, totally agree. I, I, and I don't, you know, it's like the Amanda Bynes situation. We don't hear much about her anymore, but you know, like there's, there's a couple of, you know, um, cases or examples and you just know, it's just, hopefully it just doesn't end badly, you know, yeah. for her in the end and for her kids, you know, I mean, I think she's, you know, um, yeah, and she's an icon. Like I, I, I love Brittany. Like yeah. I, I want to see her do well. And I think she should be in Vegas. And I think, you know, it, all of those things. I just hope that standing and the support yeah. that she needs and, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully her for not fiance. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seems like, I mean, her family seems like a disaster, right? I mean, the, you know, she seems to have a lot of stress between her dad, certainly, and then her mom and sister, which I think we weren't really, I wasn't on our radar to know, but this is what she's saying is her reality. So, yeah. You know, there's obviously a stress there, but who would have thought, so it seems like from what I've read and what she's talked about that Kevin Federline really seemed to be supportive who and known? stepped up and like is a good dad. And you're like, who would have thought that K-Fed would have been the hero here? Yep. Yep. I, I think he's the unsung hero in the background. I mean, yep. yeah, I think he's kept it together. Um, yeah. You know, I he doesn't strike me as someone who is uh going to put her down to benefit himself or else no, he would have done it like the um you know from again we're speculating but like yeah it seems like he is like from appearances yeah yeah and he's not the mother and she you know really tries to preserve everyone's relationship and like hey, yeah man, who would have thought i didn't have yeah. hope for you but you've no. really come through yeah, no, if it, right. Well, she did right. She made a good decision there, I guess, yeah. right? Having at least kids with him. But um, yeah, no, I agree. I feel like every now and then you hear these little stories about him. You're like, oh, he's still there and he's still yep. rock solid. Yep. That's good. <laughs> hey, hey, ben. Yeah. So I uh just I will share one more story with you about something that um um I don't tell a lot of people, but um I have a blanket obsession. <laughs> oh, whoopee. 
presumably. Sort of. Um, so I'm very particular about blankets that I, you know, comforters, whatever that I sleep with. I, they need to be all cotton. Okay. I need breathability. I need comfort. I need that soft touch. And okay. it's for this reason that my husband and I don't share blankets <laughs> in bed. Um, <laughs> and we haven't for years. And um, I just can't. I just need, and I'm, I'm a, like my kids are, they've taken after me. We, we need to, I need to be wrapped up like a taco. Like I just need oh, to be a, a burrito. Yeah. I'm a burrito and bed. Like I need to be all around in it. Nothing can be exposed except for the head and that's it. And basically my, up to my ears. So um, I have had this blanket now. I got it from like, I think I got it from like Macy's about, mm, I don't know, a while ago. Let's just say that. And it's really on its last leg. And um, I think even Keith said it smells. And I'm like, I wash it. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> you know, and I'm uh, like, no, no, no. I say that something of yours smells, Jules. Like that. <laughs> no, I was shocked when he said, and this was just the other night. And I was like, it does not smell. And I'm like, maybe I can't tell. But I wash it all the time. It's not like I don't wash it. So I'm just kind of like, how does it smell? So yeah, now that's worrying. But I think he's just telling me that because I bought. So I bought matching blankets. Um, they it took a month to get them here. Uh, supply chain, um, but they are a a linen cotton blend. Okay. Mostly linen, and then there's like a seventy five percent. Linen is nice. Linen is breathable. Like linen is right. And it's comforter style, so it has some of that weight that I like because I don't want it to be completely. So they finally, you know, they came in just in the last couple of days and uh, we used them for the first time last night. And I, I don't know what it was. I was so hot. It didn't, I don't know. I was uncomfortable. I like the feel of the blanket. I know it will get softer and it'll be better in the long run, but I couldn't let go of my, uh -huh. so I just took it into bed, smelly at all, I guess. I don't know. It wasn't to yeah. me. Um, and just wrap myself in that. And then I put the other one on top and I was good to go all night. I slept great. And yeah. so he's convinced I'm not going to get rid of it. And I'm like, no, it's going to happen. It's just going to take some time. Completely understand that. I had a blanket that was mine when I was a kid. And it was like a quilt. It was a quilt. Um, but it was so old. And it had been washed so many times that it was like silk. Like it was just mm. so soft. But yet the quilt. And it was the perfect blanket. And it was like patchwork. Yeah. Like nothing on it matched. It was all... It, like a wasn't like an Amish quilt. It was like a somebody had a bag of leftovers. <laughs> nice. And I, and I had it probably until I was 30, 35. Oh wow. Like I had it for a long time until it just fell apart. It just fell apart. And so I don't have it anymore. I have been looking for that blanket every time I go to it. Because you're not gonna like, no. I've given up finding it new. It's not going to exist. So every time I am in a thrift store, a flea market, a garage sale, I do a scan for, like, finding a quilt like that that has yeah. that same feel. Yep. And I've never – I haven't found it yet, but I'm hopeful. <laughs> no, I um, – well, this is the thing I, I kicked myself over because when I bought the blanket and then I loved it, I should have gone back and bought a backup. Yep. And I didn't. And then years yeah. go by and you go back to try to find it again. And you're like, no, they don't make it anymore. They don't make that style. They don't make that. So, you know, and then I'm very picky. Like I don't like to buy things online. I need, especially, and again, I'm looking for hundred percent cotton and even right. I think this has cotton filling or whatever. It's not full polyester inside. I think that's the other part. So 
it's really clumpy now, but I, um, I love it so much. And he's just like, you gotta get rid of this thing now. And I'm like, I, you know, no, I you told him, I, I give him a permission, Julie, you can keep it. Thank you. You can Thank keep you. it as long as you want. It makes you happy. Yeah. I'll wash it before yeah. I put it away, but <laughs> keep it. I don't know. Yeah. I have to put it in the, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Like how, I mean, I rem- I don't think I was like that. No, maybe I was, I don't really know, but I, you know, blankets mean a lot to me. I, you know, you spend a lot of time with them. Absolutely. And there is, there's a feeling about them when you curl up in them. Love it. There's a certain feeling that just puts you in. Yeah. We're big and they both had a favorite blanket. They could not yeah. sleep without. And they both still have their blankets. Like they don't yeah. actively sleep with them, but they are still in their closets. Like they've not thrown them. Yeah. Yeah. We have some of that, but the, we have a lot of, I have a lot of throw blankets. I'm, I have a lot of blankets around the house. Keith's like, really? I want blankets. Uh, <laughs> can we get I know. I yeah. I yeah. Them. Yeah. But my kids walk around with black blankets are wrapped around them. Like yeah. they're just, you know, I'm not that bad. At least they stay in their locations or rather yeah. on the couches. I, on the I beds. even pulled out, I have a trunk of like, my grandmother was a big knitter and she made those multicolored squares yeah. that are all sewn together. That's very like 1970s. <laughs> and so I just had them like in a trunk. Yeah. And winter seeking like the comfort of I pulled them out and I love them I have them over our two chairs in the living room and they're nice. like I mean they're from the 70s like they're not but so what? I love yeah. them I just yeah. love them I love the way they look I just and in my house it fits because my yeah weird anyway um, yeah love them I just back in the trunk I have for keeping them there for so long they should have been out right no they should have had every right to be out and to be yep. you know wrapped up in i agree and she made them that's pretty awesome yeah, yeah. that's nice yeah. i don't have anything like that yeah maybe i'll maybe when i send i have the t-shirt blanket thing that i'm going to do for the boys and i'm like maybe i'll cut off a swath of my blanket and keep <laughs> okay stuff it inside like can you put this inside <laughs> yeah it's bad addiction i guess I'll no it's like, not it smells <laughs> no it'll be them and it will it won't be my my blanket might smell but it doesn't smell as bad as my boys <laughs> there is nothing nothing like that i like it may smell but it doesn't smell as bad as my boys <laughs> i can relate <laughs> yeah it's 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 a particular i mean you know when they you know what's funny is like i do remember they have you know they've got their own smell and you remember it from when they were babies but you know yeah. then it then there's just layers like an onion and you're just like wow what yeah. can we get to that baby smell again because right because that is so sweet yeah <laughs> i miss it i'm like whoa this is why hygiene is important <laughs> Well, um, on that night, note, um, it was good catching up. It was good catching up. Until next week. next week. Yep. All right. Bye, Heidi. Bye.